understanding more While thinking out loud Did we forget that golden Is much more than two words An empathetic adventure with you by my side Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. My name is Emmett Witkowski Eldred, and I'm one of the regular hosts of the show. Today, we have a really great episode brought to you by Laura Hay. Laura is the Youth and Young Adult Outreach Intern at On Earth Peace, and she's been helping On Earth Peace roll out a new grant program funding projects by high school age youth building peace and social justice in their local communities. On Earth Peace has long been committed to equipping and supporting youth and young adults in their endeavors to seek and build peace. Just as an example, they are wonderful supporters of this show. As a Church of the Brethren agency, the organization connects Jesus' teachings about how to actively love one another, neighbors and enemies alike, to the pressing issues of injustice surrounding us today. In this episode, Laura speaks with the leaders of the first three youth-led projects to be awarded grants. I think you'll find the vision and the creativity and the passion that these young people bring to solving problems in their communities as inspiring and moving as I did. So without any further ado, here's Laura Hay with On Earth Peace. Hi, my name is Laura Hay, and I am the Youth and Young Adult Assistant at On Earth Peace, which, if you don't know, is an agency of the Church of the Brethren that helps to develop leaders for peace and justice using the principles of Kingian nonviolence. In late last year, myself and Marie, who's the Youth and Young Adult uh, Peace Formation Director at On Earth Peace, launched the Community Engagement Grants for Youth Groups. These grants were intended to serve a function that hasn't really been offered at On Earth Peace previously. Um, In the past, we'd brought things like peace retreats and workshops and webinars to youth, but we were seeing a shift away from that, especially during the pandemic. 
And so we wanted to offer something that would support the work they wanted to be doing. And so we decided to offer these mini grants of $500 to youth who wanted to make a difference in their communities. Um, Along with our financial support, we provide three webinars for the groups through the process um, that are catered specifically to those projects. Um, So we ask the groups what they want to learn about, what would be helpful to them in their process. um, And we support them in that way to help them grow as organizers and as peace builders. Um, And in late December, we accepted our first grantees. Um, I Zoomed with each of our groups so that they could tell you about the projects themselves. So here is our first group, which is the Borderless Relations Committee out of Finlay, Ohio. Hi, my name is Emiko Amura, and my pronouns are she, her, and I am a junior at Finley High School. My name is Marae Iboya. My pronouns are she, her. And my name is Christina Horn, and my pronouns are also she, her. We are the Borderless Relations Committee, and we are basically a group of high schoolers, juniors to be exact, from Finley High School. And we created this group to talk about the diversity and racism that we face in our schools. So this group has met with many members of the community who are also passionate about anti-racism and diversifying the education system. We've met with people from Marathon. We've met with uh, people from our Black Heritage Museum that we have here in Finley. We've met with the mayor. So basically, our project consists of us going and talking to Finley's youth about anti-racism and how to be anti-racist and help empower those who face racism in today's schools to speak up against it. So we have come up with a sort of kind of program that we also want to do in the community with the public library and other common community areas where we could also meet with kids and talk about our program. And we have come up with simulations that we can help kids better understand racism, um, discrimination, bias. And we've also come up with projects to do with communities at our school and communities in Finley to help us better enrich the minds of people who might not really understand just how much racism is in the school's education system. So um, we came up with the name, the Borderless Relations Committee, and I I wanted to explain the origin of our name. So um, the Borderless Relations Committee was found with the purpose of creating a community free of borders. So we wanted to create um, a community where everyone felt like they belonged. Thank you so much for explaining that to us. So what inspired the three of you to start this program? Personally, we all have experienced racism and um, discrimination in our community. And I think that's what that's how we all came together and we decided to start this committee. And um, to talk about my personal experiences, um, I'm Japanese. And so I've always been felt like an outlier in my classroom. And 
I've always been made fun of for my food, for my cultural food since I was little because I was different. And um, a lot of my peers in elementary school didn't understand that. And um, they made some very somewhat insensitive topics that still stick with me today. And um, talking with other people of color in my school, I've realized that this is a very common topic, that this insecurity about being different and being of a different ethnicity is a really major, major um, problem that people face when they're not, when they're not white. Thank you so much for that, Emmy. What are you hoping the impact of this program on your community will be? So we're hoping to leave a really great impact on our community because this project, like Emmy was saying, really means so much to us. We first hope to create a community of belonging where students of color can feel comfortable in their skin and at school and they don't have to feel like Emmy felt like an outsider. And because our school is predominantly white, we do see a lot of this happening at our school. We also would like to diversify our education to include many different cultures and we want to promote the teaching of racism and oppression to our school. So we want our program to be really long lasting and to be present for many generations, even after us. And we want it to continue in the community so that eventually we can raise like generations of kids who are anti-racist and understand racism and it's, um, and understand racism and how to deal with it and how themselves, how to recognize and not participate in any racism, including like microaggressions, stereotypes, biases, that kind of thing. That was the Borderless Relations Committee out of Finlay, Ohio. Um, you can see more about their work on On Earth Peace's website. And we're going to be updating on our Facebook page as their program continues. Uh, next, we're going to hear from the Agape Satyagraha Graduate Program out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Kirsty. I'm a helper. Mentor. Mentor. I'm Ilya. I graduated the Agape Sadagraha program. I'm also a mentor. I'm Jocelyn. I'm a graduate. Uh, I'm Alyssa. I'm the operations manager and I help out with Agape Sadagraha. My name is Kiara. I'm also a graduate and mentor. My name is Sadisi, also graduate and mentor. Cool. So tell me about the Agape Satyagraha graduate program. So the Agape Satyagraha graduate program came from the Agape Satyagraha curriculum, which is meant for grades 6 through 12, just taking them through how to resolve conflicts and introduce them to um, studying nonviolence. And it is based around um, ideals of Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. So what this program does is it takes it a step further and allows the group of graduates to uh, address specific topics happening in the community and then put a spin of creativity on it 
to make a difference in the community. So right now we're doing a program called Peace Through Art. So we're doing a different topic every few months about a specific issue, and then we're doing a mural on it. Okay, so in Agape now, we're starting to paint planters with like different uh, murals that we came out with uh, about the community, like just like what we like about Harrisburg or like what Harrisburg means to you and stuff like that. So we've been highlighting um, specific topics. So the first few months of the program, we were focusing on Black Lives Matter, and we actually did a mural um, in our church uh, centered around our social justice library, which had aspects of Agape Sadiagraha, MLK, um, and then just youth um, being involved in education and things like that. And now um, the section that we're on is uh, food justice. So we're going to be talking about food security and things like that. And then some other ones that we'll be discussing is um, community policing, um, gun violence, um, and other things like that as they arise. Um, so why did you decide to pursue this? Uh, we decided to pursue this because we want to see a change in our community and we want to see everybody come together. Um, our murals is going to be an example of like what's going on in the community and um, like what we want to see change. Cool. And what are you hoping the impact will be for the community? Just bringing everyone um, together to look at beautiful art as they're walking anywhere or driving around. Um, Maybe it'll give like little kids ideas to paint like different things. Like if they see fences that are not painted, like maybe they'll paint like little like little paintings around the city, just like that, like start small things. That was the Agape Satyagraha graduate program out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, talking about their program, Peace Through Art. Next, we're going to talk to Lauren Anderson, who is a single youth who applied to our grant and is working on building a little library for her town. Okay, my name is Lauren Anderson. Um, I go by she, her pronouns. Um, I live in Walkersville, Maryland, and I'm a junior at Walkersville High School, and I'm also associated with Glade Valley Church of the Brethren um, in Walkersville, Maryland. And I'm Katrina Anderson, Lauren's mom. And um, we live in Walkersville, Maryland, which is a little north of Frederick County, which is central Maryland. So, yeah, just tell me a little bit about the project that you're doing, what inspired the project, and kind of where you are in the process. Okay, so basically what happened was my church um, reached out to me about Honor Peace and the grant, and I came up with the idea to install a little free library into, like, somewhere in my community. Um, so basically a little free library is um, just, like, a library where anyone in the community can come and get free books it's like on like a post and it looks kind of like a mailbox um but like a big mailbox and it can hold like up to probably 20 to 60 books depending on how big the library is so currently in my project um 
we've gotten the library in the mail and we're just in the process of installing it. My church is helping me out with installing the library and they've also given me a lot of books and they've helped out a lot. Um, I've also gotten books from my Leo Club, which is um, basically just like a volunteer organization. And we did like a, a book drive. And so we've received a lot of books through that. And I have probably over 60 books now. And so um, we're ready to install the library and I'm really excited. Cool. So you'll be able to like replace books once they're taken? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. That's awesome. All right. And then what are you hoping the impact will be on the community through this? Um, so another thing about the grant is that um, the project has to do with like social justice issues. So the books in the library um, all have to do with like racial justice, gender inequality. Um, and they also highlight different cultures and like environmental issues. So I'm hoping that the visitors um, of the library will learn about different social justice topics, um, learn about the challenges that people face of different races and cultures. And maybe that the visitors might just try a book that they might not have read if not for the library. That's awesome. I just have one more question. So what is like the age range that you're going for in the books that you picked? Um, for my library, um, we have children's books, adult books. So the age range is just basically for anyone um, who wants to learn about social justice issues. Anyone can come. Um, I'm hoping to have a large range of books. Great. Thanks for talking with me, Lauren. So we just heard from our three groups that we're funding currently. Um, I'm really excited about all these projects, but I wanted to talk about the program, um, the grant program as a whole a little bit. So I also interviewed Marie, who I mentioned earlier, um, who was a partner in starting this with me. Here's what she had to say about the program. Yeah, you want to just start out by talking about how we came up with the grant idea and sort of how it came to fruition? Sure. Yeah, so we were excited to start the Community Engagement Grants for Youth Group um, this year, partially in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and the restrictions on travel that we were facing and the way that was affecting our ability to directly connect with youth groups. So that was a key, that was a key consideration. I would say in addition to that, we've been wondering for a while how we can accompany youth in their actual work in their communities. Um, the peace retreat model, which has been really successful and a key part of On Earth Peace for 40 years. Um, is good and it provides an opportunity for youth to do some self-reflection and group reflection and build some skills together but it it didn't have as part of it those key engagements outside of like maybe a couple hours of service project incorporated into the retreat and so the community engagement grants actually allow us to provide that educational content but really accompany 
youth doing something <laughs> that they've identified in the community, um, really thinking about how they're going to engage and use the skills they're developing um, in partnership with others in their community and, and, and kind of making them go out and make those connections and try some things out over a longer longer period of term rather than just a one weekend or a couple hour engagement. Um, so really excited about those possibilities. So I think those are probably the two reasons that we moved to a grant model. Um, I mean, we the did. other things that I would say, some people who give specifically to support youth and we were looking at a year or more without like a significant youth engagement, yeah. especially with losing the youth peace travel team. Well, if and with an answer to that engagement down in churches, that also just would affect our work so much yeah. because that was a big demographic for us. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing in reflecting on peace retreats and kind of what we've seen over time um, was just a change in youth schedules and their ability to commit that two days, two and a half days as a whole group um, to learning and, and training together. And what we found more, there's just so many competing demands on youth lives on the weekends um, and different times of the year. So the other thing that this grant program lets us do is kind of adapt to their schedule and say, when do you want your sessions? Do you want like three to six hours in a row one day? Do you want them over time um, where we do some capacity building and then you go and apply it to the project that you're working on and then discover what questions you have or what's coming up and then we do another one. Um, so really adapting those kind of learning sessions to empower them and meet their work where it is. So I think that's another key strength of the new program. Do you want to give a little plug before I let you go? <laughs> We're regularly um, accepting applications. We, we have some dates set, like apply by just as a way of kind of organizing um, an opportunity so that, so that, um, youth groups might sometimes a deadline serves youth groups and actually getting something done, right? Like submitting an application. So we're setting occasional deadlines throughout the year for that purpose, but we're also receiving applications anytime. And so are excited about like new possibilities that will emerge, especially as youth groups are able to get back together in the coming months. Um, and as we anticipate more direct engagement, kind of live physical engagement in communities. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about our grant program and the projects that our youth are working on right now. If you have youth in your life um, that you think would be a perfect fit um, and that might come up with some really cool ideas about how to engage their community, um, definitely let them know about this program. Uh, you can email me at peaceretreats at onearthpeace.org um, and you can ask me questions about the program. Um, you can tell me to reach out to youth if you think that they need a little nudge. Um, all those good things. I am available. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you, Laura, so much for inviting these projects to come onto the show and share their stories. At the end of this episode, we heard Laura discuss with Marie how the COVID-19 pandemic has changed youth ministry and engagement with young people in their communities on the pressing issues of justice that they see every day. 
I was struck by how one creative idea and solution to that problem made room for several more to take root. The idea by Honor's Peace to provide these grants has made space for three projects to identify and respond to needs in their community to foster reconciliation and education. And who knows how many new ideas those projects will in turn incubate themselves. That is God's mustard seed revolution at work. The irresistible call to live peaceably and in pursuit of justice, spreading from the grassroots on up. And I don't think it's a coincidence that such promise lies in a program targeting young people to be the leaders in cultivating peace in their communities. It was inspiring, but it shouldn't be surprising to see how all of the youth leading each of the featured projects in this episode were tapped into the issues facing their communities. And they were hungry to see their spaces grow and become safer and more welcoming to others. It sticks with me just how fluently they speak the language of justice. So if you're a youth with a big idea for building peace and justice in your community, or if you know one, I cannot encourage you more to check out the grant program and apply yourself. You can find that application at onearthpeace.org slash community underscore engagement underscore grants. I recently spoke with a Church of the Brethren congregation about engaging youth and young adults as leaders in the church. They wanted to know what congregations and the whole denomination should be doing to make more room for young people to lead. I think that these interviews shared by Laura exemplify perhaps the most important part of that process. Trust. The church has to trust young people to lead. Not just as participants, not even just as partners. Sometimes we need to be the ones blazing the path forward. We will see the furthest into the sweep of history. And we already see that trajectory. We see a new world coming. We might even get to be a part of it. But only if we have the space and the support we need to bring it into fruition. That's why I am so grateful to On Earth Peace for providing this example of trust, of having vision by seeing through the eyes of the most forward-looking among us. And I'm grateful to Laura for bringing that story to our attention today. Most of all, as always, I'm thankful to you, Dunker Punks, for listening, and that's why I hope you'll tune in next time. Oh, and one last note, Laura's internship with On Earth Peace is about to conclude, and On Earth Peace is seeking a new intern to replace her. If you were inspired by Laura's work and would like to learn more about a paid opportunity to be the next youth and young adult outreach intern, please go to onearthpeace.org slash internships. Thank you so much for listening. The Dunker Punks podcast is created by a team of young people around the Church of the Brethren who see a new world coming. This episode was created by me, Emmett Wachowski-Eldred, as your host, with Laura Hay as audio contributor and Jacob Krauss, who edited the show. Jacob also creates the show's awesome theme music. Ali Cuny manages communications. Suzanne Lay manages production. And Arlington Church of the Brethren and Honor of Peace sponsor the show. You can find us online at arlingtoncob.org slash dpp, and you can find our archives of shows on iTunes, where you can subscribe, and we encourage you to leave a comment and rate us. 
Find us also on social media at DunkerPunksPod, where you can follow, share, comment, and like. And email us if you want to get involved or have any questions about the show at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. Now I want to ask, has the Dunker Punks podcast been a meaningful part of your life? If so, here are some ways that you can contribute and give back to the show and help build this community. You can get the latest updates in your inbox at the start and end of each season by signing up for our newsletter at bit.ly slash dpp underscore e-newsletter, which you can also find on the right side of our homepage, arlingtoncob.org slash dpp. You can be a Dunkerpunks donor at bit.ly slash dpp underscore donor. And as always, we encourage you to reach out with any feedback or story suggestions or other ideas about how you would like to contribute to the show and be part of this community we're building. You can email us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. Thank you so much. Thank you.